This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Line drive to left field. Back it goes. Back, back, on back. That ball is up, 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 and gone. Holy smokes. Welcome to another Astros podcast. What a shot over the left field wall by Nick Tanalu. Tanalu's fourth home run, his 11th run batted in in the spring, and that ties it at three apiece. Nick Tanalu take a bow. Beautiful evening for baseball at 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Hi, I'm Mike Capps, voice of the Round Rock Express. Steve Sparks alongside. We're certainly glad you're with us. Yesterday, the Astros' second baseman, Nick Tanalu drove in two late-inning runs with a solo home run and an RBI single, right-hander J.B. Bukoskas. Two shutout innings, a 6-3 come-from-behind win over the Mets. Tonight, a great pitching matchup here at 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. How about this, Steve Sparks, Justin Verlander, Steven Strasburg. Mike, you know early in, in spring training, the first outing or two, you get a matchup like this, you feel almost a little let down because it's only an inning or two innings that these pitchers are going to pitch. But we're going to see probably a, right around five innings for each of these studs. Uh, two of the best pitchers in baseball, two of the hardest throwers, throwing right-handers in baseball too. Strasburg has always tried to uh, kind of be Verlander, be more durable. You know, go out there for every start. Last year only got 22 of them. But when he's out there, he's about as good as it gets. And we know Verlander. Verlander brings the intensity. It rubs off on everybody else. How long will fans get a chance to see him go tonight? I think they'll try to get five innings in. You know, the, if they get to around 75 pitches, I think both pitchers will be happy. Tonight's Astros lineup features a lot of regulars supporting Justin Verlander. One of those is speedster Derek Fisher. Fisher and Milestraw visit with Steve Sparks next. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch. I'm with a couple of maybe the most toolsy outfielders in the Astros organization, Derek Fisher and Miles Straw who come into camp and we've talked to other, I've talked to other general managers before and they say you know what the Astros do to us they speed us up and you guys are right in the center of a lot of this stuff what does that do to you when you put that mindset into the other team what do you think that does to them I just feel like everybody as a whole is very athletic and something even more impressive about our team is that even the guys that aren't as fast that everybody's talking about are also wreaking havoc on the bases and um, we've got some veterans on this team that run the bases better than anybody. So I think for, you know, speaking for myself and, and for Miles, I think 
Um, these dudes are, are really, really good with the fundamentals, and there's a lot that we can learn from. Um, even though we have a little bit more speed, they, uh, they're very efficient. Miles, when you're on the base pass and you sold 70 bags in the minor leagues last year, what are some of the tells that you're looking for with a pitcher to try to get a good jump? Uh, I mean, you just kind of watch. You know, it's, it's tough when you're leading off a game. Um, and you're on base, you kind of have to find things out for the first time on different pitchers. But uh, going throughout the season, you know, you face the same guys, you get in the same habits, the same, you know, the same guys out of the stretch, and you find onto those things. What are the, some of the things, Derek, that you look for first to see if a guy leans a little bit before he delivers the ball, or do you start at the ground, look up, or what are you looking for initially? I think where you start is in the dugout because the game's always a little slower from your couch or from the dugout than mm. it is when you're on the bases. So. Uh, you try to get to know everything as much as you can when you get out there, whether it's video or whether it's, you know, watching guys get on base in front of you. Because like we just said, I mean, there's plenty of guys that hit in the top of our order that uh, can take some bags. So anytime Altuve is on first base, you're going to see a pickoff, at least one pickoff move. So right. you got you got you to pay attention when those guys are using it uh, early in the game. Miles, one, one thing I noticed with you and Derek both is you guys get into top gear within your first or second step. What's the key to that? Uh, I mean, I feel like... That's something we've probably had for a while, you know, just uh, maybe, you know, genetics, being quick probably our whole life. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of speed stuff here and, you know, throughout the whole organization. So I think things like that help. But uh, like Fishhead, I mean, going back to, you know, the whole team running the bases really well. I know it's off topic, but just guys like Yuli, you know, older guys, even like him, you know, he goes first, third all the time. And it's, it's noticeable. We joke with him all the time, but he really does do a good job with that. And uh, like Whitey scored from first the other day, you're not going to see that too much, but he'll do it. So, um, you know, just things like that, what Fish was saying, um, we're just very efficient. Derek, when, when guys are on the, on the bench, and say you're not starting a game here in spring training, is there a lot of talk about the strategy or the little nuances of the game? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the most important thing about spring training, and that goes all the way back from when you're a minor leaguer and you come over to play, and um, and most of the time you sit in your corner and, and you're scared to say anything, but... I mean, I mean, I mean, we're here. We're here. Everybody talks about spring training and how we're at the field for so long, but that's a blessing in disguise. You get to play with, especially on this team, we have, I mean, a lineup of potential MVPs. So we'd be pretty stupid not to open our mouth and ask a few questions. Miles, what have you picked up hitting-wise uh, in the last couple of seasons? I know you were known uh, as a guy that went the other way a lot. What are you starting to learn in the last couple of years to to be able to hit the ball to all fields? Uh, just being on time, hitting it up front. Actually, had Fish tell me that the other day in the cage. So. Uh, you know, just working with the hitting coaches, working with Fish a little bit, and, uh, you know, just working on hitting the ball out in front more, uh, just being on time, you know, sometimes even cheating to fastballs, um, you know, just little things like that. All right, future's bright with these guys. Derek Fisher, Miles Straw, thanks for catching up. Thank you, Sparky. Mets lead the Astros 3 to nothing. bottom of the sixth inning at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Mike Caps, my partner, I'm Steve Sparks. Luis Avalon, the new pitcher for the Mets. Few changes. We'll get to those along the way. Center fielder Braxton Lee, JD Davis, former Astro, now at third. There's a couple more, but I want to get to MLB.com's Brian McTaggart on for this half inning to talk about what's going on. Framber Valdez, a very important outing today. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Brian? Yeah, I do. You know, especially since uh, you know AJ kind of gave him the nod to start this game, get prepared as a starter, and and see what he can do. I think Peacock was originally going to start this game. But, uh, yeah, I, I certainly say this was a big day for him. Got knocked pretty hard in that second inning. Yeah. But, uh, you know, came back out that, that third inning and, uh, you know, seemed to right the ship a little bit. Calm down just a bit. Alex Degote lead things off for the Astros. It's a 1-0 count with Avila on the lefty on the mound. A good changeup, swing and a miss. What did uh, Valdez have to say? 
Well, yeah, he he said that uh, he felt pretty good about his fastball. It seemed like the the he said the curveball maybe he had a little bit of command problems with. Um, but you know he was happy that he did come back out, and he wasn't sure if he was going to come back out in the third or not after that long inning. And um, you know I thought that might be his last hitter when he had the bases loaded and, and ended up getting that last out. But he uh, you know he's pretty happy that he came back out and um, trusted his stuff a little bit and, and uh, finished pretty strong. So I know they wanted him to go four, but I don't know what his pitch count was. It was probably close to sixty, maybe. Uh, fifty-four. Yeah. So it's a one-two count on Degoti. Pitch from Avion misses outside. Have you ever seen a pitcher come out of a game and talk to them in the clubhouse afterwards and not try to take something positive out of an outing? Never, never, right? Well, no. They're always going to say, "You know what? I felt good with something." I can think of one. Mike Hampton, his, his second stint with the Astros, we were at Wrigley Field, uh-huh. did not go well, and in typical Mike Hampton fashion, afterwards, we didn't even ask a question. We just walked up to him. He's like. I stink. I didn't give us a chance to win. It was brutal. And then he just sort of walked away and we're like, okay, no more questions. <laughs> There's a number down the first baseline. It's a three unassisted put out. It's Dominic Smith, now the new first baseman for the Mets. Batting now is Tony Kemp with one away, talking with Brian McTackard. But there's not many. I no. mean, most guys are going to try to take something. Even if they get lathered for seven runs in one-third of an inning, they're going to say, I threw a good change yeah, up. Yeah, I got, got up and down once, and, uh, you know. That yeah, was a good wor- thing. Worked up a sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got my, I got my work in. Got my work in. Not worried about results. Do you do the same thing? Do you tell your wife, yeah, I got my work in, and try to try to find something positive in everything you do? I don't bring work home. I just, like, you I got to leave it. I'm so angry when I leave the ballpark. No. <laughs> Kemp takes the first one in there for a strike. Uh, we're starting to see some of these pitchers come in there or go a little bit longer. Valdez wanted to go longer. Peacock, if you look at sheer numbers and, and how they performed, certainly has uh, the leg up on, on anybody as far as the fifth starter, don't you think? Yeah, I would say for sure. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought that from – I thought he might be the, the front runner once James went down. And then, uh, you know, he's outpitched Josh – I mean, he's outpitched Framber a little bit. The thing about Peacock is so tough is he, he can do so well in either role. You hate to lose him in the bullpen and that, that – That's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's the whole rub on it. Slicing line drive to left field for Kemp. He reaches with a single. But he was also really good as a starter in 2017 for 22 starts with a you know, 3-2-2 ERA. So he held things together, him and Fires. Really did. Yeah, without those two guys, it was uh, everybody was going down. So that, that's, a, that's a good problem for Brad Peacock. And I don't ask him anymore what he wants to do, start or relieve, because I know the answer. He just wants to be a part of it, and he wants to pitch. And I think that's the truth. He, no matter what you want him to do, he'll do it. Taking things at face value as Marisnik comes to the plate. One out, three to nothing lead for the Mets. First pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Taking things at face value, do you feel like everything's okay with Altuve? He'll be he'll be fine in a few days? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I think being injured last year for the first time, you know, kind of significantly that he comes down to spring training with anything for the first time after that, he's, I think he's going to be a little hesitant, a little worried about, uh, you know, if this could lead to something bigger. So, but talking to talking to Altuve, talking to AJ, it certainly sounds like it's minor. He's only got 11 spring training at bats, but I mean, how many does Jose Altuve need? You, you get him 20 at bats, he's going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Resnick pops one down the right field line, slicing. It's a fair ball in the shallow right field. It's a base hit. Fisher was pinch running. He wheels around to third base, puts runners on the corners, with one away here in the sixth. Well, that's one of those hit them where they ain't. 
at bats and a nice job by Mareznik and now the Astros can build on this. They can because they have Yuli Gurriel coming to the plate now. Gurriel probably the best offensive spring training for the Astros wouldn't you say? Yeah typical Gurriel fashion I think just hitting the ball hard hitting the ball to all fields. A guy that you don't really hear much about just because he's not in that sort of core four of the right you know the right handed hitters at the top right. of the lineup. He's not Michael Brantley and he's just you look at his numbers last year. He had a pretty solid year. So, yeah, he he's I had always feel, I always feel good with him at the plate. Yeah. He just looks like a threat. Yeah, and he's going to make contact. Yeah, he does look like he's got that long, you know, buggy whip swing. I'll mm. tell you, I, I think Marisnik has swung the bat. I don't know what his numbers are, but I think he's swung the bat pretty well. He seems like he's making more contact, don't you think? Right. Yeah, well, no, there's no question about that. And hitting the ball with that one wasn't, but with right. more authority the other way, which is a good sign. Miles Straw now pinch running for Marisnik. As Yuli stands in, there's one away. Pitch misses low at bouncing to the catcher. It's one ball and no strikes. Steve Sparks and Mike Caps talking with Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. Things wind down two and a half weeks. AJ saying yesterday in his little presser with you guys, this is his least favorite week of spring training. Yeah. It's sort of the week where you can see the end of the line, but it's not the end of the line. So... Um, guys are just fighting through the doldrums. Yeah. Getting tired. They've been here a month now, a month plus. So you get through this week, and then you can say, boy, we got five, six more games here. We can get back to Houston. So two weeks from today, they'll be at Minute Maid Park. So there is definitely uh, an end in sight. Of One of the analogies he made about that also was August. It's like the yeah. month of August mm. in the season. Yeah. You know, September, you kind of – at the end, you rejuvenate yourself, sort of like the last week of spring. Straw takes off. It's a liner up the middle, and it's a base hit right in front of the center fielder. Straw goes to third base on that knock as Gurriel picks up the RBI single, and the Astros are on the board. Mets lead 3-1. to one. What we were just saying about Gurriel. Hits the ball hard to all fields and scalded that one right up the middle. So it's a typical uh, Gurriel at bat right there. So I, I, I feel like he gives himself a really good chance even off, off good pitching. And you can't yeah. say that a lot about every hitter, but Gurriel's going to battle you, and he's not going to be intimidated. He looks for certain pitchers just smart. He is, and what impresses me about that is, you know, he played most of his career in Cuba, and he didn't face pitchers of this caliber in the big leagues for, you know, for most of his mm. time until he got to the big leagues a few years ago when he was, what, 32, 33. So be Obviously, has a really good idea what he wants to do with the plate and isn't intimidated. He's, he's very aggressive. Another impressive Cuban, Jordan Alvarez. He comes to the plate right now, takes the first pitch strike. He's been he's kind of been the talk of, of camp, hasn't he? Yeah. He hit one yesterday, I think it was, to left field, and I'm surprised it did not, like, go through the wall he hit it so hard. I mean, <laughs> that, that was to the opposite field. I mean, yeah. he, he crushed that ball. He did. He can throw a pick skin a quarter mile, too. Pitch misses low and away. It's one and one. Over those mountains. <laughs> Over those mountains. <laughs> Avian works from the third base side. He's in trouble here. Runners on the corners with one away. The pitch to Alvarez is poked into shallow left center field. Going back on it initially is Lee, and he's not going to be able to come in and get it. Center fielder lets it fall as the Astros knock in another run for Alvarez. Makes it 3-2. to two. Runners still on the corners. How about that? Four straight hits for the Astros. Not hitting them all hard, but Mike hitting them where they ain't. <laughs> Take them any way you get them in any a situation like them. this. Yeah, a couple of guys going the other way, just getting the bad head out there. So batting now is A.J. Reed. Reed batting for Tyler White, who had started the game. And Reed's hit a couple of balls on the nose in the last week. 
including a, a mammoth home run against the Mets in Port St. Lucie. First pitch, swinging, and fouls it back. A good swing, aggressive with A.J. Reed. You know he bowled a 250-something, 255 the other day? Did he really? He brought his bowling ball to spring training. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> That's intense. I, <laughs> I believe he, I would believe that looking at him. Yeah, he, I'm sure he can, he can throw an 18-pound ball down there with no problem. What's the perfect body for a bowler? Pitch has popped up in the infield, left side, third baseman in. It's in foul territory now. Mazzarocco, the catcher, gets out of the way as the third baseman. J.D. Davis makes the catch for out number two. I've covered one bowling event in my career. This is probably oh. 20 years ago, and it was a PG, a PBA event. Those guys are in pretty good shape. Are they? Yeah. They're not They're not the uh, fat guys drinking beer and, and you know, going up to the uh, up to the line, not knowing what they're doing. They, they're they in pretty good shape. That's which, sort of which a Which begs the question, why were you there? I was covering it, of course. You were covering that, that event? Yeah. He was trying to tell you he was told to go there. i got, right? I got to tell you something that blew Happens my mind. Happens in that business. That's right. Kyle, Tucker, Kyle Tucker now at the plate. Runner still on the corners, two outs. Astros trail three to two. Avion left on left. First pitch curveball is a strike. Bowlers now, instead of putting three holes in the ball, they put two holes in the ball. And they stick two of them in there. The thumb's not in there. And they use two hands to get more spin. So they've it. used analytics to understand oh. that spin rate on a bowling ball believe it. garners you better results. Pitch misses low and in. It's one and one. Even 20 years ago, I couldn't believe the amount of technology and stuff behind the scenes. that went. I just thought these guys rolled up there with the ball. But they have their own, like NASCAR, they had their own teams back in a trailer. and they Teams? Got, Got the balls all polished and teams, I mean, teams, yes. yeah, like it, yes. it, it's amazing. They There's, got a mental coach. They probably do now. Here's the one-one. Big swing by Tucker comes up empty. It's one and two. You're the only person I know in the world, Steve Sparks, to ask a journalist if PBA has head coaches. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's got their My entourage. They're a little posse. You know, we see, you know, this guy's going to help me do this. Golf, those guys, they've got seven people around them. Yeah. I don't know what There's I'd do. There's my financial I advisor. This is my putting coach. Right. What would you do if you had a posse? I'd be up, up a creek. Oh, I've got a posse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are well. you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. McTaggart's got a posse. Yeah. Yeah. They're all back home. Here's the one, too. Misses in the dirt. So's mine. But, you know, it's all I can do to keep up with myself, let alone my posse. Mm. The Astros have scored twice already this inning. Four singles in a row at one point. There's two outs. On third base, it's Gurriel. First base, it's Alvarez. Tucker finds himself with a 2-2 count. Man, Tucker hit one. A bullet straight away center field yesterday over the center fielder's head and one hopped the wall at 4.06. Yeah, I remember that big spring ahead last year. I think he had four or five home runs. Mm -hmm. um, we just haven't seen that swing yet. Runner takes off. Swing and a miss by Tucker. On a good pitch by Avion, and that'll do it for the Astros. So, Brian, once again, thanks again for uh, coming in, letting us know what's going down in the clubhouse. All right, thanks, guys. Astroline. Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We're live from Duffy Sports Grill for the very first time down at West Palm Beach. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show with your favorite Astros. Jeff Bagwell. Good to see you, Sparky. It's great to be here. The manager of the Houston Astros, A.J. Hinch. I like all the Astros fans out at Duffy. Visit Astros.com for showtimes and broadcast info. Astroline on the Houston Astros Radio Network.